G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Someone has likened the marriage relationship to two porcupines trying to live together. As they get close to one another, they start to prick one another with their sharp quills and they hurt one another, so they draw back from each other. But then the cold winter draws in and they're shivering and so they have to draw close together. What they've got to do is learn how to come close to one another without hurting one another. Well, I think that's a good description of relationships in general, not only of marriage. We can't make it on our own. We're not designed to live independently of each other. We are created relationally. We've got to learn how to relate to one another without hurting one another. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. It's good imagery, isn't it? Those two porcupines and a good example of how we can feel sometimes in relationships, marriage or otherwise. Hello, it's Phil here and welcome to Set Free with author and pastor Ken Legg. This week we've been looking at the subject of toxic relationships. And uh, let's keep in mind often that it's people who damage others in relationships don't actually set out to do that. Sometimes they might have the best of intentions and aren't even aware that they're being harmful. And Ken, would you agree that that's the case? Yes, as I've said, you know, previously this week, damaging relationships often occur in what we call the primary relationships of life. Now, the problem is the issue of ownership. Who actually owns my life? And it's usually when people cross that line and take something that isn't really theirs that the problem occurs. Now, we've got to come back to this fact that Jesus has redeemed me from the bondage of everything that you can name, whether it's the bondage of you know, uh, addictive behavior or bondage to the law uh, or bondage to people. He's redeemed me so that I can be free to belong only to him. I've been bought with a price. I am his property, and I want that freedom to be able to express my life the way that he's called me to do that. So, True freedom is really found in doing his will. But of course, as I say, we've got to be free to choose to do that. Otherwise, it defeats the whole purpose. Mm. Now, well, someone might have joined us for the first time today or only heard a few of our conversations this week. So perhaps if we go back through some of the ways that people can be harmed in relationships. Well, the first thing we talked about was uh, the problem of control. Now, this is a very serious problem because uh, a lot of abuse takes place in this realm. It's actually a violation of the very essential that makes a person an individual, and that is their power to choose. So control can operate directly through things like intimidation. We saw how uh, you know people can use fear in order to get people to do what they want them to do. Mm. We you know we use very different uh, various examples of that, but also control can take place indirectly through manipulation subtle means of uh, basically controlling people without their even realizing that they're being controlled. Now, remember that we said that there is a big difference between righteous authority and unrighteous authoritarianism. 
you know, there's no way that we're knocking the uh, uh, the relationships of life in which God has given us righteous authority within those relationships. For example, in the family, in the church, in society, and so on. There are roles of leadership, and we need to acknowledge those and uh, you know flow with those. But often, authority can be abused, and then it becomes unrighteous authoritarianism. And remember, we said that a key is to come back to the definition of what is true love. True love has the other person's best interest at heart. Mm, kind of ties in with something else you said earlier this week about a loving relationship being characterized by a servant heart. Uh, and whether that's in a relationship, husband and wife, uh, parent to children, uh, a leader in a church or in a business, it's that gentle spirit, that servant heart and exemplary life, really, that, that uh, a true loving relationship exemplifies. Yes, that's right. And, uh, you know, that's a good way, I think, to also identify abuse because uh, a person that is abusing another person or, or controlling them, they actually just want that other person to serve their interests. They've yeah. got an agenda, they've got a goal, and they're using that person to serve themselves. But a good leader uh, uses that role for the highest good of those that they're leading. There was another one to watch out for too, which is a, a little more subtle, wasn't it? Yeah, that's where uh, one person tries to change another person. They they usually really do genuinely want what's best for that other person. But again, they've they've crossed the line because they're taking something that doesn't belong to them. They're they're getting into that person's own territory and space and taking their responsibility on board for them to change, you know. And uh, we've seen that that's the flesh. Now, I can't change my life, so how can I change somebody else? Mm. And so that brings us back to this whole powerful truth that the agent of change in the New Testament is clearly the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's working in our hearts to bring about the changes that conform us to the image of Christ. We can't change another person. We're not called to do that either. And I think sometimes we can want to change somebody else, but actually we're the ones that need the changing <laughs> and we're just seeing the problem in them and not seeing the problem in, in our own you know, it's the, the big log in our own eye that we're not seeing. That and can the, be true as what well. What we yeah. should be praying is, Lord, change me, uh, rather than uh, trying to change them. Anyway, moving on. The, the third one uh, was uh, a situation that can be deceptive where one person tries to carry somebody else by shielding them from the natural consequences of their own actions. On uh, Wednesday, we talk, talked about uh, how a father might pay the speeding fine for his son, uh, whereas really it's the son who should be paying the speeding fine so that he learns the lesson, goes through the consequences, and it shapes his, his character. Yeah, that that would be a very important lesson to learn, wouldn't it, Phil? Because uh, I don't uh, know about it, you, Ken. I've, I've never had a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Watch out for the lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> but if that young man never never is confronted with that, that kind of behaviour, uh, he's ultimately going to kill himself or kill someone else. So that, that's a very important um uh, lesson and a, and a very big example of how people do need to uh, be confronted with the consequences of their own actions and, and left to discover those themselves. Because if they sow and we reap, they'll never learn that uh, whole powerful truth of the fact that we do need to take responsibility for our decisions, for our actions and so on. And so it's this whole thing of what we call toxic love versus tough love. 
And you made the point, I think it was, Phil, this week, that uh, as a parent often uh, it's hard sometimes to make those tough decisions for our mm. children, to stand back and let them discover the consequences of their action, to feel that pain. And uh, sometimes we suffer more than they do somehow, but uh, it's all a part and parcel of parenting and uh, doing the right thing as far as they're concerned. Yeah, and in relationships in general. It's been a great discussion this week, Ken. Now, a lot of what we've talked about, you've covered in much greater detail in a very helpful book that you've written, uh, which is called What's Eating You? And uh, we all have things that eat us from time to time, but particularly when relationships go bad, it can really eat eat us up, can't it? Yeah, because often these relationships that do go bad, they're relationships that we are in and we can't get out of them. It's not like we have an encounter with a stranger and it's unpleasant and, well, we'll never see that person again, so we'll get over it. Uh, often in these toxic relationships, they're with people that we live with on a day-to-day basis or we work with on a day-to-day basis or or we're in church with, you know, on a regular basis. And so they have to be resolved. And so um, that's why we call them toxic relationships because it's not a one-off encounter. It's, a, it's an ongoing, unresolved thing that needs to be resolved for the state of our well-being. And, and I guess that's why I, I coined that phrase. It's not what you eat that's making you sick, but what's eating you. Uh, if these things are not resolved, they are in our hearts and they're eating away and they can actually cause bad health as well as other problems in our lives. Mm, that's, that's very well documented, actually, that if we're in stress or other things, that it does come through in, in our health. So We've got to get this right, don't we? And it's not easy. So uh, it's, a, it's a good read. If you or someone you know is in a situation where they need to deal to some of these issues, it would be worth getting hold of uh, the book by Ken Legg. It's called... What's eating you? It's not what you eat that's making you sick. It's uh, what's eating you. Ken, thank you so much. It's been a joy. I've, I've really enjoyed it this week and I uh, hope that uh, our listeners have found that helpful as well. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.